looking forward. So let's uh, talk about the uh, the Texas trade by Clowney. Me, personally, I think he overrated. And I think it was time to move on from him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he mm. had a few couple, you know, first two years. But to hurt. me, mm. I'm going to go to Donovan since I know you, uh, V. I'm going to transition to V. How you feel about that trade? Well, I mean, I, I don't know how you can say this guy's overrated. I mean, <laughs> right. The guy's a freak, a freak of an athlete. You know, unfortunately, he's had some health issues, mm-hmm. which I think played a major factor in why the Houston Texans could not invest that, the kind of money in him that he is looking for. And I also feel like um, it comes that it came down to. I mean, for the Houston Texans, do you keep Watt or do you keep Clowney? Because those guys on the field together. Uh, put a lot of stress on your defense. I mean, they're both um, emotional players, exciting players, but they're undisciplined. And you see it when they make it to the playoffs every year. I mean, J.J. Watt, as I'm coaching my young defensive linemen, guys who are early in their football careers in the league, and I'm like, exciting player, but he's a guy that you don't want to watch. I mean, he's a guy that gets two-hatted, spins out of double teams, and somehow is explosive enough and athletic enough to still get back in and make a tackle for loss. Um, not only what the, what J.J. White does on the field, but what he does off the field and the way he's impacted that community down there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start talking about getting rid of him, you just can't. He means too much to that organization. He puts people in the stands. Uh, Clowney is, is an exciting player, but Kenny can do it consistently. You know, with, with, I think he was already bone on bone when he came into the NFL. And so how much longer can he take that pounding on his knee? Mm-hmm. And so he's looking for this mega deal where I'm sure he wants up, up, for, up with up six figures and a whole lot of money guaranteed. <clears throat> but I don't know if there's any team that's going to do that. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, if he goes out there and has a, and can duplicate what he did last year, because he had a phenomenal season last year. Um, and when he was when J.J. was out, he was in, that defense was number one. And there was a lot of talk about, talk about that. But uh, Clowney's going to go to Seattle. Uh, if he can stay healthy. He's going to certainly make a huge impact there. But then after the, after the season's end, he's going to look for another long-term deal. And if he remain, if he can make it through the, the full season, he's going to have an argument. But I don't know anybody who's going to invest, you know, six years guaranteeing $70 million into Clowney uh, with his health issues. But So I think the Texans handled it as best, the best they could uh, under the circumstances. But um, I can understand from a business aspect why they would make that trade and, and, and let him, you know, okay. go, go, go find it somewhere else. Hey, V, let me ask you a question. Since we, since we already got you talking about the Texans, how you feel about the trade they had with uh, uh, Tunsil in Miami, giving up those two first-round picks? Yeah, that, that was a really, really interesting trade to me. I mean, the Texans, I mean, they have a lot of pieces to the puzzle already, but when you start giving up first-round picks like that, um, it, it makes me, uh, I mean, I, obviously they, they, they had a need. Uh, I thought Khalil, they were very high on him for, you know, for uh, most of his career. And, and now he's out of there. So I don't know if that's an injury. I don't know if it's mentally he's checked out. I'm not sure what, what, what has happened. And Tom's a, a, a good player, but, man, that's a lot to give up uh, for those guys. And, and I know for the Texans, they got to protect uh, Deshaun Watson down there. That's huge. He, he, he's the guy that's going to move that needle for them. Um, but obviously there was something, uh, a serious void and, and a serious letdown uh, over the course of the last year uh, for them to give up so much. Uh, and I, I don't know that they're going to get the return on that. But uh, the Heat Detectives aren't known uh, for the, for great GM GMship, <laughs> for, for lack of a better term. Well, they don't, so they, they don't have a GM right now. 
Bill well, O'Brien. They have an intern guy, right? intern guy, right? Does yeah. they have somebody in to help them out? They got a, they got, a, they got a committee of GMs. It's Bill O'Brien is leading the charge, and then they got a uh, Kyle McNair, who's the owner, the owner's son, who yeah. took took over because um, Bob and passed. So they 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 don't have an official GM at this point. So they just making moves how Bill O'Brien feels they want to make the moves. I think he's gonna be out. Well, 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 that 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 that, that further. Uh, uh, up my claim. I mean, these, these guys have not made the beginning of the season. Even when Smith was in there, I mean, I, I don't know his his situation or, or if he if he gone now, is he completely out? He's completely yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, no, he's out. Out to take a, take care of his wife. Yeah, I didn't know if they they boy if they you know he's he's done with the team or he's still just on leave. But no, um, obviously, they need to get somebody in there to help them make better decisions. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna transition. Uh, Ray, what's your uh, thoughts on the whole? Trade, okay. yeah, and did they did the Texas handle it right? Hey, Texas got raped. Really? No, you get you get mingled. <laughs> we don't really think that. Though. We don't really think <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> not yeah. like in the sense. Rape is not the optimal word we like to use around here. We're not like, they got, they got, they got. That was just a word. They got taken for. They got, they got, they got taken for. They got bamboos. We don't really feel like they actually got raped, folks. They got. That's not how we think around. You know how the old saying is: you you get he got two cents on the dollar. That's what they got two cents on the dollar. That's a that's a better quote. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, my bad. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to you know better myself. I understand. Know, so we live in the Me Too era. So to give up, Clowney is a talent. Now whether is he worth sixty, seventy, like with D four, that clock guy that's for the DNs, is he worth it? It's the going price. You're gonna have to pay him regardless, right? Whether it's Houston, whether it's Seattle. So Seattle, it's it's risk reward. Like they didn't give up anything. A third round pick in twenty draft, nothing. Really, you you don't know what you're gonna get with that. Mingo has been a bust since coming out of LSU. Bum. Martin, nah, who 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 is Martin? The linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what they gave up to get a talent that can give you ten sacks. And just with that crowd noise in Seattle, and let them that, feed off that, that might be an extra sack or two within the season, so that might get them to twelve. You know what I'm saying? Ten that ten twelve sack range. He's only missed. Two games within the, the three games within the last three seasons, so he is worth being paid. Now he's not getting a deal like the other cats got. Like when D four got traded, he got a deal with Frisco. When Clark got his deal coming from Seattle to yeah. Kansas City, he got his deal. Clowney didn't get paid, so he running the risk of signing that tender because of this trade. He really could have said, "I need a new deal. Or I'm not coming." You know what I'm saying? Like he really could have did that. So he's banking we on couldn't. Seattle paying him. But he better have a 10-sack season and play all 16 games to justify being able to be paid. But for him, I like the trade for Houston. Man, I don't know what the hell they doing. So, Donovan, what's your thought? Yeah, he couldn't get – nah, he got a um, – he couldn't get a new deal yet because he waited so long to sign oh, the yeah, tender. tender. That's, yeah, he waited so long to yeah, sign yeah, the tender. Yeah, I, th- I think Clowney, like, like V said, is a freak of nature. I think I think he's going to be motivated now he's out of Houston. He's out of – the shadow. the shadow of um, JJ Watt. I think with with with, with Seattle defense, I think he's going to benefit a lot from playing up there. Twelve man, twelve man. You know he's going to have that energy and, and playing. Um, but like you say, he has to be consistent. Yeah. Because now, right now, if you look at Seattle defense, he's going to be the guy. If he can stay healthy. If he can still, no, no. He I'm has. just saying. No, I'm saying. I'm saying. Far as a known name right. outside of the outside of um, the linebacker, right. that's still there. So he's going to be that guy to shine. They're going to look forward to shine every week and to get those sacks. He's going to be that guy. So I just look at him. I mean, 
I think he's in a perfect position. He's in a perfect place where they like to play defense. I think the Texans, like you said, they need some, they need a general manager and they need one fast to help out that situation. Because I don't think if they don't make the playoff, Bill O'Brien is going to be going this year. Mm-hmm. I do think they're going to they're going to cut ties and move forward from Bill O'Brien. But um, I do think Clown is going to produce. Now, like you said, if he can stay healthy, that's going to be the thing. Can he stay healthy and can he play all 16 games to get them the way they need to be? And that's going to be the true test, him staying healthy. Because when he's on the field, like you guys say, you know, the, the guy produced. But my thing, can he stay healthy? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, but other than that, uh, we're going to keep talking about it. We're going to let Jay get J.D., you know, his comments on what he felt about the trade. And uh, do we think, you know, Houston handled it uh, correctly? Oh, I mean, my final thoughts on this is I think that Houston had a need, but they kind of got desperate. And we're not having a GM, somebody who can actually control every aspect of those deals causes issues. And I and I do I mean I, I don't I don't I didn't love the trade. I definitely didn't love the tensile trade. I thought that was way him and Stills way too much for uh giving up two first round draft picks and a couple of a second, and a right? second round twenty twenty, I think. Second round draft pick, right? You know, if that lets you feel like that's gonna be a cornerstone left tackle for the next ten years. Yeah. Um, especially with Trent Williams out there who's looking disgruntled and upset every day, right? <laughs> so you could have probably spent a first round and got Trent Williams. Exactly. Um, not, and, you know, at least got at least three or four, maybe five more years out of him. And protect nah. the future, right? Nah. And, and I think he wants to be in Texas anyway. So I think he doesn't want to be in, in D.C. anymore anyway. So Tulsa's not bad. I think Tulsa's not bad, but he's, you know, Trent Williams is a, a proven all-pro. True. He's so injury he's injury-pro, but I'd rather have them ready, set, and ready to go as the season starts to Covered through Sean Watson's a blind side. But I think it's a gamble, right? Yeah, you give up the first round pick, but if Tonsil do play out. But you give up two first round picks. Right, so, 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 but it's not, I don't think he's worth two but first round picks. It's not worth picks. two, but, if, but let's just, just look at it like this. If, if it pans out and let's say Tonsil be that left tackle for Deshaun Watson for the next 10 years, let's just say hypothetical, right? Then it's a good pick. It's a good, it, it, no, Deshaun has been the most sacked quarterback yeah, it's crazy. in the last three years. Crazy. So if you can protect him at any means, then you do it. Now, with their receiver situation, outside of the uh, Hopkins, uh, the, the young boy from Fuller, uh, Fuller been hurt every year. Kenny Stills was a good pickup. Co- co- uh, Cote, Cote, yeah. Cote, the, the young receiver, Cody, yeah. kind of stepped up last year when Fuller went down. So they needed a number two receiver. Yeah, still, I think and Stills. Stills is very solid. Yeah, he's solid. Right? Now, you got to deal with the off the field, the protest stuff. Um, you know, but other than that, still has been he will be a number two solid option. So if all plays out and you know things go well and they win the division, which I think they will, because now that Andrew Luck is out, they're gonna win the division. So they'll have a home game. They got a chance of moving within the playoffs, but it's all centered around Larry Tunsil protecting Deshaun Watson. Like, dude has no, he should be now saying, look. If y'all don't protect me, bro, it's going to be a problem. Because he should be an example of Andrew Luck, bro. Yeah. I'm getting killed out here. Andrew Luck got killed this first three years. That's why he had to go into early submission. No, and that's what Deshaun Watson is heading that way. Exactly. He's heading that way. All those things. He's an athletic quarterback that can get out of plays. But, though, over 100 sacks in three years? You can't have that, bro. No, that adds up on anybody, bro. So. So now we're going to uh, transition over what y'all think about the Melvin Gordon situation. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he saw that's coming. It's you know, mess. getting him a reason to go ahead and, ex, you know, for a trade. But we're going to go ahead and 
X, you know, V, uh, elaborate on that. Hey, V, hold on. V, what do you think about the overall running back situation? Melvin Gore and Ezekiel and all of them. Well, I, I think it goes back to, I mean, you know, I think the value of the running back just historically, traditionally has been... Um, devalued. Yeah, yeah, devalued. I mean, because I feel like guys feel like they can go and find someone uh, to, to, to if they got a good offensive line, a good quarterback, they can use the guys to alleviate the stress. Uh, I think Ezekiel's a talent. I think Gordon's a talent. I think that uh, I was so I'm not a Philip Rivers fan, but when Philip Rivers early in, in the preseason stood up at the podium and, and pretty much back just running back, saying, "Yeah, yeah, we got a guy in here that's doing really good. But we're a much better team with Gordon, and I want him to do what's right for him." And you know. Personally, uh, from a business standpoint, but he's the guy that we need on our team, and I thought that was was such a, a, a big move by a veteran quarterback in, in the face of a franchise to say that about a young talent. And then for to, to see that go across the ticker uh, the, uh, on, on Saturday, where they were giving him permission to go out and seek a trade uh, and to talk to other teams, uh, I, 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 it kind of threw me for a loop. I'm sure they caught him off guard. I'm sure somehow talks broke down. I don't know if his representation were trying to do too much. I think both Ezekiel and Gordon were trying to probably you know, wait to see who was going to going to break the seal on that, or break the bank first. And then I'm sure those GMs, I mean, these GMs, I mean, these, these owners and GMs and these organizations, they know what they're doing. I mean, they, they are in communication a little bit. They know like, hey, don't break the bank with this guy. They, they, they got those numbers and they communicate and, and, and they, they know what they're doing. I mean, there's a reason why they're, they're owners of these teams and they're billionaires. And I think that they uh, are in cahoots uh, against these young guys. And they don't want to get ridiculous. I mean, the, the quarterback situation, the number of quarterbacks is already breaking teams. I mean, you make the, you sign a quarterback, you get the wrong guy, you're stuck with him for years mm-hmm. uh, because of what he's doing to your bank account. And I think they want to do the same thing with, with running backs. I mean, these guys are carrying the ball a lot. They're getting pounded on play after play. And you have to be careful about how much money you invest in them. But, but very, two, I mean, Ezekiel, great talent. I feel like these guys deserve to get paid. I don't know what their representation is seeking in terms of payment right now. I know the numbers are getting astronomical. Um, but I was definitely caught off guard by San Diego and their decision to let this young man go shop. Because there's some teams out there that need a guy. And I know the timing of it probably is, is beneficial to San Diego because right now you're a team and, and you, you you know where where are you financially? Can you bring a guy like him in and, and give him what he what he's looking for? I just don't know that the, the team out there who, who can do that. And I and, and V, I'm with you, man. I, I don't see a team that can really provide the type of uh, financial situation that that he's looking for. Um, I feel like he's he's going down a situation where I think he's going to have a problem because he's not going to find a partner or a team that's going to be able to give him that consumption that he needs. Or, the amount of money that he's looking for. So he's kind of stuck in a bad situation. And is he willing to sit the season out? Mm-hmm. Is he willing to go like how Bell went, where he felt like, you know what, I am at a com- I am at a place where I'm already at that free agent level. I'd rather sit out that my, that last, um, I think it was, he was getting franchised. He'd rather sit out that franchise year and go somewhere else than stay in an organization that wasn't going to provide him with the stability that he needed. So you you got and, and the same thing with Zeke and a lot of these running backs. Um, I mean, Barkley's going to come up soon. It's going to happen to him soon. Uh, it's going to be other players going to happen to soon. It's going to be other running backs who keep going and keep coming into these levels where where they they want that that, that amount of money that they need uh, to 
stabilize their career and moving forward because they don't they have a short career span. But also, I mean, you got to realize, you also got to realize that in a certain level, I think the amount of years they demand when they go for these contract negotiations are to me are just too many years. I feel like if you want to, I think take the three or four year, take the three year deal and try to get most guaranteed money, if not all guaranteed money that you can get, which, you know, I've always screamed about this on our podcast, right? Short deals go guaranteed, right? Uh, get you eight to 10 to $12 million per year, three to four years, and then move on because the NFL the running back span is short. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not against them also getting, building their own, um, uh, NFL running back PA, I think that's what they're thinking about, right? Yeah. They're on uh, their own union, right? Yeah. So I'm not against that because yeah, you do you need to take care of each other. Yeah. So I think if they can build that into it, also that would be the best thing in moving forward because all of them are in issues. Oh no, man, no, I think we, we can. Oh, you know what? Go ahead, tell me why you don't feel that way. Why you don't feel that way, what's B? Gonna be, what, what, what's going to be next? I mean, defensive bands going to get a union. Quarterbacks going to get a union. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, man, listen. <laughs> listen, they need, listen, the running backs need unions. What's that? Say it again. There's already too much division in the in, 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 in National Football League in terms of when you talk about pay uh, and compensation. I mean, you got the quarterbacks that make money. You got the defensive bands. Now safeties are making money because tight ends are starting to make money. And, and, and if that happens, that plays right into, to me, the ownership and the NFL shields hands. Because the worst thing that can happen for, for the NFL, especially with this new collective bargaining agreement coming up, is that the players actually unite and come together. That would be the worst thing. We, we can talk about, and I, we, we, I know we've gone through the different subject, we can talk about Colin Kaepernick, Nick Millen, Jay-Z, and all these other things about how we change the game. We can talk about ownership and coaches and, and African-American representation mm-hmm. in this, this business. But the guys that can truly affect change in this business are the guys who go out there with the jersey on day in and day out. And it's not and it's not just one guy. It's not just a black guy. It has to be the Tom Brady. It has to be the Russell Wilson. Okay. It has to be the Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You got to get all those guys yeah. on board I with the I agree. And, and and my my guy up in Philly, Chris Long was a was a guy who uh, uh, was so important to the cause, but he alone can't do it. You know, we it has to be everybody. So and, and until that happens, and control and the, the way the business is run and and, and the good old boy system, mm-hmm. it's gonna continue to be in play. Yep. It's gonna continue to be in play mm-hmm. because we can't truly unite and unify to affect change. And the only way that happens is if the, the players do it because if the players do it at the United front where it's all 1,500 or a little over uh, under 1,700 players doing it I, and that gets the fans behind it and you start affecting the bottom line I always call it like the NBA how the NBA all come together everybody come together just not but, a few players but V I mean first of all NFL has way way it's got, it has a lot more players than the NBA do you feel like right now because we can we're going to dive into that a little bit later but do you feel like right now the NFL is ready for a strike? Or the NFLPA is ready for a strike? Give me a one-word answer. Do you feel like they're ready? No. Hell no. All right. So that's going to be the issue. So if you're a running back, you need to have your own union. What, what, is, that, what is that small group of guys? First of all, we already talked about the devalue place, the, the, how, how that position is, is, is devalued. If 
you're a running back and you're in your own organization, how does that help the league as a as a whole? We, I tell you what you can do. You get your, you, you guys get your checks together. We form our union. We build up a pot of money, and then if we have an issue, if there's a running back situation going on, you know, if there's problems that happen, and we want to renegotiate our contract, we can help out the other running back who's sitting back waiting to get his deal done. So financially, he's not in some type of ruins, and he doesn't have any issues. Because I know Zeke got to be hidden. It got to be hidden in Zeke's pocket, sitting up in Cabo, chilling. Chilling. Well, well, here's the thing for a guy like Zeke. You know, Zeke is like this. Zeke, Zeke can go to any bank right now, pretty much, and say, hey, I'm Ezekiel Elliott. And, and, and I, when I was coming out of college, they were doing this. You know, his, his projected earning potential income, you go out and get a policy to help you bridge the gap. So in the event, and it's, like, it's almost like insurance. So Ezekiel's not hurting. There's, some, there's some, some, some organization out there, some financial institution who's going to say, this guy is Ezekiel Elliott. He's about to get paid. If he needs $10 million, if he needs $20 million right now, we're going to give that money because we, he's good for it. Eventually, somebody's going to pay this man. But you, don't, pay the loan back. but you don't want to do that. You become Agent Peterson. We want financial freedom. <laughs> Agent Peterson oh, is oh, not yeah, in financial yeah, yeah, freedom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we want financial freedom as black people. That's what we want. We want financial freedom. We don't want to give them money for now. We want financial freedom. Agent Peterson is not in financial freedom. He's in financial ruins. <laughs> he owes a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. But, 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 but like I said, I, I don't know that the answer is that we start breaking off in a, in a separate union. I think that the union that we have has to be stronger. I think that we have to educate uh, all players. You know, when I was in the, in the, in the NFL, and I, the, the union was, was, I'm not saying it was a joke. We always knew it was there. But it's like we weren't aware, like the business aspect of it. So we're in the business, and these guys come in once a week or, or once a month. Uh, or, or, or once every two months and, and have a meeting and you're voting on stuff and, and guys just aren't aware of the business side of it. So it wasn't until we were hit with the uh, possibility of striking and then making the decision on the collective bargaining agreement that now the NFLPA rep, or, or the player reps are getting overwhelmed with all this information in a short amount of time and all these bullet points. Uh, I think it has to be something that they do over the course of your career. Once you're in, you are now part of this business, this machine, and you have to start educating guys. And nowadays, you can make it easy. Send them e- uh, text messages. Send them emails. Whatever it is, send them a small video so that they can learn the business of the NFL because that is so important. That when we go we find ourselves sitting at the table across from the Jerry Jones, across from the Robert Krabs,
And, and like I said, I think it was because Maurice at the time, great guy, very smart guy, no doubt about it. With a lawyer out there uh, doing contract law for, for big business and working on the hill. And now all of a sudden he finds himself in the middle of, of, of this, the NFL and that machine. And I think he learned a lot. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we haven't done enough as a union to prepare guys for this time. And if we haven't, then we certainly need to put the metal, uh, pedal to the metal and get guys as well informed as we can. And I'm not as intimate with the NFL PA and the NFL as I was as a player, but um, the last I checked, we weren't. And so as you go into these, these this new negotiations, as you go into this new time in the NFL where the owners do this day in and day out, this is all they think about the bottom line. Players, not as much. So it's going to be interesting to see how it's handled by the Players Association and what comes out of this new CBA. Okay, so Ray, why don't you uh, dive in on that? So the Melvin Gordon situation is sad, man. Like, dude, yes, he's had his health injuries, but for San Diego, I mean, the Los Angeles Chargers to feel that they can replace almost 1,400 yards between rushing and catching, 14 touchdowns, they're mistaken. Eckler is nice, Jackson is nice, but dude, they are nowhere near Melvin Gordon. Without question. No, Melvin Gordon is one of the most slept on backs in the league. I think he's truly in that top five to six, seven running backs in the league. Dude has turned into a dude threat. You know, coming out of Wisconsin, everybody thought, oh, he's just a rusher. That's just the, the Wisconsin MO, right? He's just the person that run the ball, Ryan Dane, ball, all these cats that came out of Wisconsin. It just never was a pass catcher. Dude has changed his game over the last couple of years, has been very effective. You know what I'm saying? Like in 2017, he had 1,100 yards rushing, 400 yards catching. Like you just can't produce and just say, oh, well, we'll let – we got a good backfield group within our team right now without Melvin Gordon. Last year, he was on a pace to be a 12, 13, 100-yard back rushing to a dumbass play from a uh, reverse and the dude chopped him low on his knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if that caused him a mystery game. So to think that the, the running back back position is being devalued, yes. Overall, but do you look at the top six, seven, eight backs in the league? They're dual threats. You know what I'm saying? They're getting you total 15. Look at Saquon. Saquon will probably damn near pro 2,000 yards between rushing and catching. And that's all the Giants got. And I think Melvin Gordon is that type of player that can get you six, 700 yards catching. 11, 1,200 yards rushing. Yeah. And you can get you easy 15 touchdowns. Yeah, their right. offense is spread out. So right. they're going to they're gonna realize that Melvin Gordon is that guy that they need to get. Because they got Super Bowl aspirations. They got a ton of talent. Is that what you was doing over there? You little punch on your little iPad over there? Say, bro, when you... You were punching and checking the table. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, why is he going to the If you're going to come out with stats, you got to... Don't they have laptops on first tape? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got my iPad. I don't, oh, them, I don't recall them like punching it so far. <laughs> man, I was doing something. I was texting right there. This unbalanced team. I, 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 I was doing, my, uh, I was doing some him. texting right there. But I definitely think the Chargers are doing a mistake by not paying Gordon because they're going to realize Eckler's a small back. Justin, Justin Jackson's unproven. And they're going to realize, you know what? I need to, to pay this guy. I'm not saying you're not going to pay him. Ty Gurley. Uh, once Z get his deal, he's going to set the market. But he definitely need to be paid 
within that top five back range because he's he's worth it, bro. Because at the end of the day, they all gonna get hurt. All of them miss games. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he's worth it from a value standpoint. You got Super Bowl aspirations, go for it, bro. Because the Super Bowls are not guaranteed. It ain't no every year you're gonna be like, oh, I'm in a Super Bowl championship situation. Why not pay the guy that can give you 15 touchdowns? That's hard to that's all to uh, replace. You want got anything on this down? Gordon need to get paid. Okay. And and it, and it comes down to trust. And and I'm pretty sure Philip Rivers. Yeah, he might like Eckler. He might like Jackson. But he trusts Gordon. Absolutely. Third down and, 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 and that's what it, and, and I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. Do you trust your running back? Do you trust your running back? He's gonna pick up that block when that linebacker come out the middle on a delayed blitz. Yep. Do you trust your running back to get that block when that corner come on that corner blitz? And mm-hmm. like you say, most running backs now are dual threats. Yep. They dual threats, and Gordon gives you that yeah, on yeah. a weekly basis. If he's not hurt, he's giving you that on a weekly basis. And when you have to deal with a running back coming out the backfield, a running back going in the slot, that put pressure on your defense. And that what Gordon does with the with the with the charge with the offense that they run. Because a lot of a lot of their offense is one back set, yep. Philip Rivers in a shotgun, three wideouts, and you got a tight end. But then when you can put this guy from the backfield to the slot, now you really putting pressure. So and and I think that's and I think that's the the, the devalue part is coming in is where where he's just a running back. No, they, they, they are more than running backs now. Yeah. Most most running backs who are coming out of college now they can catch the ball, they can run the ball, they do both. And I think back in the day, I think that's what is catching up. It's like, wait a minute, these guys are running back, but now you got to do it in the slot. You got to do it going out the backfield, catching the flare. You see what I'm saying? So they, and sometimes you putting them out wide and putting your big receiver in the slot. Yep. So these guys are doing what they have to do to make their value increase. That's what you. That's what we teach our kids when they playing regular football. Learn how to play multiple positions. That's the first thing. If you learn to play multiple positions, you make yourself more valuable. Even with anything, when you special teams, you see what I'm saying? When you first come to league, if you can't make the receiving slot, I mean spot, you'd be on special teams. So that's what these guys are doing. They're making their value even more because they can go and catch the ball. They can go and go from the running back position. So they need, they need to look at that and say, you know what? We really do need to pay this guy because that's who Phillip Rivers trusts. And, and even in regular life, the more value you bring to any organization, anything. So speaking of that, we're going to transition on to this Jay-Z partnership with the NFL. So V, I want to get your thoughts on that. Jay-Z took a lot of heat from the public, you know, mad by him even going into bed with the NFL. So we just want to get your take on, V, what you think about Jay-Z partnering up with the NFL. First of all, I think Jay-Z is one of the greatest of all time. I mean, the guy... Man, listen, Jay-Z. V, man, we ain't this. Yeah. Listen, Ray, this is Argon, brother. This, this ain't no sir. This ain't no Jay Z support. Man. Hey, there it is, like, V. There it is, nah, V. Nah, man, this ain't no Jay Z support fanship. Like, you know what I mean? We, we, listen, we got to get you up here and show you how we really do this now. This ain't no, this ain't no Jay Z support fanship now. I, 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 I got to put it all out there. Now, now having said that, like, man, I'm, I'm Jay Z ain't listening to us just yet. Jay Z, Jay Z is not. Um, to me, the catalyst for our calls for the, the for for she's not Tyler Kaepernick, and I don't think Jay Z's ever been that. Jay Z is a is a businessman. Jay Z has has gone from the corner to a billionaire and rubbing and shaking hands with CEOs and the president and 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 now the NFL. Now he Jay um, St. Patrick. Uh, <laughs> was that? Now he James St. Patrick, huh? <laughs> exactly. 
I'm not, I'm not, you know, my, my thing with Jay-Z is this. Um, this partnership, what does it really bring for him? He's already a billionaire. He, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the clout. Um, to say that, and I've heard a bunch of arguments. I, I'm on social media a little bit, and I hear people going back and forth, and I, I've heard people talking on, on some talk radio. Um, but, but to say we, we need a seat at the table. First of all, your seat at the table was too big that we were talking about before. These are astute, shrewd businessmen in a system that has been in play for a long time, just like our government and so many other things that we can talk about. So to say that Jay-Z is going to come in and change that system to change the way they do things is asinine to me. Jay-Z can only do what these guys allow him to do, and they have a plan. But before that ever took place, that someone in an office and back room has been talking about it's well thought out, and, 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 and so much has been put into what this means to them and to their bottom line. And how how it's going to affect the shield, which is the most important thing to this guy, because the shield once again is the bottom line. So to say JD's going to come in and because he has a seat at the table now, he's going to change something. I, I, I hope it does happen, but I don't see that being the case. Um, after you turn down the, the performance at the Super Bowl, yeah. there, there's been so many other rumors about conversations had with other musicians about what they should or should not do. Um, I hope that's not the case, but to me, Jay-Z is a businessman. He went out and he secured a deal for himself. To me, the value of it and the grand scheme of things, I don't understand it. I would have to sit down with Jay-Z and his team to hear because he hasn't been very forthcoming with the information of where he stands or what he's trying to do exactly. uh, and, and all of this or what this means to him. Um, but I guess we'll have to sit back and, 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 and see what, what, what happens because there's not a lot of other information out there. We can go back and forth and speculate, but I just know traditionally, from a historical standpoint, and the facts of it is, these guys create the seat at the table, but what table are you at? Are you at the big boy table? Right. Or the big boy table's over here, and you're sitting over there eating at the kitty table. Um, <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> exactly. As they get, yeah. You, you can't know, watch TV until you finish your food. Yeah, yeah. And we all know what that's like. So it, 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 it's really interesting to me. And I can't wait to see how this plays out. But just from my standpoint today, my perspective, I don't, I don't see I don't see what, what he brings to the table, what that does for equality or, or, or police brutality and, and so on and so forth. You know, I hope it all works out. I hope Jay-Z gets in there and somehow he enlightens these, these guys and, and makes them, helps them understand exactly where we're coming from as a people and what it means mm -hmm. to these players and what it means to be black and American, what it means to be, you know, all of these things. But I, I got to be skeptical. I don't see that. Well, V, I'm going to pose this to the question to everybody around us, right, but also to you. And I get you, you can get your first chump on this. So... Jay-Z and NFL announced a, uh, an apparel line and music series, right? That supposed to benefit social justice organizations. And what I don't understand is, and, and like I said before, you can jump into it and everybody else around the table too, is isn't that what Kaepernick is doing with Nike? 
Isn't that what the whole push with Cap and Nike, right? Yeah. So to me, it sounds like it's, it's a competition level. It's a separation um, between that two entities and the fact that it seems like they're bringing in Jay-Z to kind of go against that level of, uh, like, that entity as well. So how do you feel about that? Because it's some, that's what Cap was doing. That's what Cap whole, the whole Cap line and Nike and their announcement was to have an apparel line that supports, supports social justice organizations around across the United States and probably overseas as well. And, I mean, the music series, of course, I mean, Jay-Z is Rock Nation. So Rock Nation has so many artists that they have up under their umbrella. And so he can control the narrative on that lane. And that, maybe that could be another possible reason. But how do you feel about that? Because that's the thing I don't understand. Like, that's what Cap was doing. That's what Cap's trying to align himself with Nike. That's what Nike's trying to do with Cap. So how do you feel about that? Because it seems like they'll go to the division right there. You know, it, 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 once again, it's interesting because, um, you know, Jay-Z also has an agency where he represents players. And, and now he has a partnership on the other side with the NFL. Uh, and it goes back to, once again, I think your bottom line. And, I, you know, there, there was a program that was implemented um, a little bit after the whole, I think the president came out, talked about how un-American it was to... Uh, take a knee and Kaepernick and all that stuff. So the NFL, they were trying to find a way to pacify the situation to appease both sides, both the fans and the players. And so they actually started a program with Malcolm Jenkins and, and, and those guys um, where they started putting money into uh, causes. You know, right. I, I can't remember the number. It wasn't a, 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 a huge amount of money. It was like 40 million. It was, it was, I think I know what it was, it, was, it was over time, like a, a gesture, like a, a kind gesture. Like, oh, like five years or something, right? Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know if that, this deal with Jay-Z um, funds that program or, or is going to allow them to um, do more money. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. But I think, like you said, I mean, Kaepernick was, was already doing this. The NFL, this machine, these guys know what they're doing. And... Jay-Z and his team, I think, I don't know how well thought out it was or how much time they actually put into researching and understanding because when they announced it and he was sitting up on that stage and that mic was put in his face and the question, one reporter did a great job, just out blank, just came out with it, bam. And he just was not ready to answer the question, which to me was a major, major misstep and, and a major opportunity missed by Jay-Z and his team um, to clear all this up so that we would have to have these questions. We would we would have to, 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 to be guessing about what's going on. And so I just think overall, though, the way they handled it was wrong. I don't know that. Um, I think in hindsight, Jay-Z might feel differently today than he did initially about this partnership. And so now it's going to be interesting to see you know, what, what is his team and Jay-Z, what do they, where do they go from here? You know, how do they really do Affect change. How do they? How do they make good on this deal? And I, I just don't see. I don't see it today. Okay, Don. I, I I agree with V with what V is saying. I think Jay has gotten to a status now that his credibility is on the line, and because a lot of people are gonna say, well, you know, Jay trying to get ownership. Jay trying to do certain things to, you know, better the black people or better better our situation and things like that. I just think that 
with all of this going on, like and like James said earlier, Cap was already doing that. He had already set the stage for the movement in the right direction. And I, I just think, and Jay, my man, I, I, look, I'm a Jay guy, but I think in this instance, stop the fan. No, no, listen, no fanboy. Whatever, Jay is my dude, but in in this in this situation, I think his his true credibility, because it's not about records no more. It's not about records. It's not about him being on the corner. It's his. It's about can he be trusted? And Period. I think time. I think like like be saying, you just got to sit back and wait and see. You know. What 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 his team and everybody got planned? Because right now, like you say, he hadn't given us a lo- whole lot of information, so we just got to sit back and see. So Ray, what you thought? Right, the proof is in the pudding. Jay is about Jay. I guess I guess the the opening concert, how coincidental Meek Mill performed. Signed the Rock Nation deal. Yeah, that's a, that's and that's you know what I'm saying. Like it's in a, Chicago. Yeah, that's crazy. It's when a, they supposed to release their pearl. No, it is about Jay Z at the end of the day. It's not a who cares? It's all about business. No, it's a it's about business at the end of the day. But don't come off like you about to do this social justice deal and I'm gonna make change. No, Jay, no you're Jay's not. A, Jay's a capitalist. I you're absolutely it. right. And, and then and then you just told, say you're a capitalist. No, just say this but is then, about me. And then you told uh, what's the guy uh, not to perform last year? So JD Scott. Scott. Yeah, and JD. No, he's been a hypocrite. And JD. Right? He, told, he told a lot of people yeah. not to no, do that. No, he's been anything. a straight up hypocrite. And now, I love Jay. I love Jay from an artist standpoint, but right now Jay being a hypocrite. Yeah, hypocrite, it's right? credibility on the line. Hypocrite, bro. And I bet you any money Beyonce going to be forming in the next two years. You know what I'm saying? It's about getting money, though. So you trying to say Jay's the next Barry Gordon? Say he is the he about new, be, he's he's new Barry Gordon? Say, bro, he about yeah, getting money, yeah. and you got to be a... If you're a billionaire, you got to stay a billionaire. And that's the partnership with the NFL, and it's about Well, money. Dane Dash done came out of the Oh, Dane killing him. He never could be trusted. <laughs> no, you, it, it's evident, bro. And, yeah. dog, because at the end of the day, bro, you can see it. Like, dog, now Meek Mill performing, he just signed with Rodney. It just opened up. He's been Rodney's for a minute, but. Right, but you know what I'm saying? Now, it's now, he, has, now he has his own. He has his it, own. It just makes it look Nation, bad. You just signed with J.O. Like, from an official standpoint, you got this big deal. Yeah. Now you're performing on Thursday night. Opening up the NFL hundred season, like come on, Jay, dog. Like you just looking bad right now, dog. And and this is the thing though, Jay Z's. I mean, you know, it's 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 always a divide with the black community, right? So so many people feel like, oh, you know, Jay, that's just a business move. He's playing chess. But I mean, if you look at the aspects of what he's doing, I mean, he's taking away from a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and he's taking the element of what that purpose of the the protest was about exactly, yeah. from a lot of different perspectives as well. And then talking about like. If he would have said, and, and V spoke upon this when he when he was just talking about just a second ago, was, you know, doing that conference that he had when he was talking about the partnership with the NFL, he didn't really lay out action items what they're going to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, you know, we need to move on. You know, you know what the protest is about. You know what they're right. about. It's time mm-hmm. to move on from there. But what do you, you never specify, like, what exactly are you moving from and what are you prepared to do to help the community to move forward to? Mm-hmm. It's just like, so hopefully apparel is not what you feel like. Why do I need to go buy anything exactly. from a protest perspective, right? Why do I need to go buy clothes that you're talking about to to help social social social, um, social. change and justice organizations when I can just align myself with those organizations and 
support them from that perspective. No, you can just look. You can align it with Nike. I don't need Nike. Even Nike, Nike though. You don't have to align it with Nike. You can just go to the organization itself and put that money. Exactly. I can align myself to the organization. I don't really need to go through a a third party vendor to align myself with these partnerships and, and build a partnership with them or build some type of support for them. So that I have to like go through all these little channels. I don't really care what Jay sells because I don't buy Jay stuff anyway. So I mean, I ain't bought a CD in years anyway or anything else. So I mean, exactly, yeah, music, anything else. So I figure he figured out, you know, you know, you know, what's 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 his streaming service? Title. Yeah, that twenty dollars a month ain't must not be working out for him. Exactly. So I mean, I just feel like it doesn't make sense because I mean, this dude just does this out of nowhere and his logic. I think it's really more a bigger picture. He wants to be an owner. You know what I mean? I think he wants to be one of the owners, and I think he could be. And I think he wants to be in that in that light so he can be an owner um, so that he can be supporting that land, man. So that's really what I would, I would come out from, from my perspective. But, thing, but even still, like, if you want to make change and do a social justice, like, you can't be with Nike. Nike is a peril for the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, and they're, he supported, they're, supported, like, and he supported Cap. Yeah, and that's the biggest apparel line in the world. Without question. If the NFL really wanted to make change, they can just do it. Like you said, go through Nike if they really wanted to. You know what I'm saying? So what Jay's doing with this whole apparel line, come on, dog. Like, just come out and say, look, this is what it is, and just be 100 with it. This whole social, just all you be BSing around, dog. Well, I'm going to be like, I'm from the show East State. Just show me what you're going to do. What's the show East State? You know what I'm saying? Missouri. So, but now we're going to trans. So, V, you can give your final thoughts on that. Anything you want to add to that? Yo, V. Yeah, any, any final thoughts you want to add? Anything? No, I mean, I, I feel like, like I said, it's going to be uh, one of those big type, type situations. I mean, um, like I said, I, I'm skeptic right now. I'm hoping that I'm proven wrong. I'm hoping that this somehow plays out uh, where it is beneficial and that there's some true um, help to the, the cause of social injustice. I, you know, I, I'll say this too. Just the just, just the way we're having these conversations. First of all, you know, starting with Cat Millie. And then Colin Kaepernick to me did something that a lot of people can't do or don't have the the, the, the courage or the heart to do. When I don't even know when he decided to take that knee, that he understood exactly what he was taking on. Um, I think that it, there's gonna come a point in time where people are gonna look back on Colin Kaepernick and talk about him, and, and, and I know this is a, it's, it's big, but but in the way that we're talking about uh, Muhammad Ali and what he did for the, the Vietnam I, I, War. I agree with that. And, and, and then all that. So, um, but I, I feel this also. I feel like when Colin started going down this rabbit hole, I felt like he wasn't prepared. And then I think once it started happening, the people around him can help him because there should have been a team of people who could come to, to help them out and, and navigate it from a, I'm not saying from a marketing standpoint, from a PR standpoint, of, of, of what it is you're, what you're trying to accomplish, what is the message that you want to put out there and help them articulate that. How to go down to Miami and to wear a Fidel Castro t-shirt. You know, something there's been a lot of mishaps along the way for Colin, and he hasn't done everything right. So I think the grand scheme of things, his gesture and his, his heart and what he wanted to put out there or get out there, was right, and I think the way that you know 
see like the media and some other people take control of his narrative and his story um, as affecting him. And it's probably one of the major reasons why he's not playing yet. Mm-hmm. Anytime he's taking on his status, anytime he's taking on his status, anytime he's taking on um, the government and, and the status quo, uh, from the civil rights, the civil rights movement, to any time that you want change, it's never met with open arms and people happy about that. Uh, Martin Luther King, all the people, Selma, I mean, Rosa Parks, whoever it is. And so that part of it is not surprising. Um, and we should learn from our past and from history. And uh, like I said before, Charlie Kaepernick, kudos to that brother for what he started and what he got involved with. More and more in today's society, we are having real conversations. We're not having real conversations just in our homes with people that look like us. But I know me personally, because of what Tyler Kaepernick has done and, and Reed and, and, and then all those guys who've taken a stand have done, and, 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 and not only the football now, but around the world, people who are soccer players, one of the soccer players, people taking knees and taking a stand and, and having something to say about it. I was having real conversations in my community with young men and women of different socioeconomic backgrounds, different ethnicities, about what it is to be black in America, what it is to be different in this country, and how we have been treated historically in this country. And so I think the narrative is there. I think the intent is there. But I think that we all have to take that charge individually um, and have these real conversations with people. I mean, we are all ambassadors of our community, of our culture, of our skin color. And so when we're out there and we're engaging, we're interacting with people who, do, who don't look like us, we have to educate them and inform them and make them aware that we are too are good people, that we are worthy of equality and respect and um, the same opportunity that because your skin color is lighter than mine or because you're white that you are. And so I think it's very important that as a people that we all recognize that and not just look to Jay-Z, not just look to Kaepernick and applaud them and say kudos to them, but to take that charge upon ourselves as individuals that when we go out every day, every day that when we go out that we are representing to the world, to people, how we want to be seen, how we want our kids to be seen, how we want our little cousins, our little brothers, how do we want to be seen as a people? That's my words. Solid. That was good right Definitely. there, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. 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 So we're going to come to yeah, last, the last topic of the day, right, for this uh, episode, which has been great. So, you know, we're going to talk about the Thursday night game coming out. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that was quick to anoint him uh, the best thing since sliced bread, generation talent. You know, but having made the playoffs in what about a year or two? Two years. Two years. So, and Chicago surprised everybody last year about getting probably the best defensive player in the league. So, V, we gonna start with you and get your take on who you think gonna win that uh, win the game on Thursday. First of all, you talk about my guys. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> So, they still, they, they still paying you. That's why you're yeah, going to get this uh, yeah. pick right here. Hey, man. 
they gave, they gave me that first check. They gave me that opportunity. So I, I'm always going to be, I feel indebted to. But I'll say this about the Green Bay Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers truly has a lot to prove. I mean, Green Bay kind of been one of those teams in the NFL where there hasn't been a whole lot of drama up there, right? It's just, just not. This is like one of the cleanest organizations. It's owned by the, it's an anomaly because it's owned by the, the fans. And there's been so many great stories out of there. But then last year, you have the old situation with Mike McCarthy, who, to me, arguably top three best coaches ever come through Green Bay, um, has a street named after him. All of a sudden, in the middle of the season, which some of this unheard of, Ray Rose didn't, didn't even get fired in the middle of the season. All of a sudden, he's fired and out of there. And it's because of a player and a relationship. Now, Aaron Rodgers, arguably top three best players ever come through there, top four. He's in the top five, definitely. Um, to me, I think he's the best quarterback in football. We can have that conversation another time. Mm. But he has a lot of weight on. He has a lot. He has a he has a huge weight on his shoulder right now. He has to prove to the world um, after last year, after relationships that he's uh, splintered um, because of what has been perceived to be his actions, his selfishness. He has to come out now and, and prove that he can win uh, with. Another coach, and I don't know if this coach is the guy. If, if Mike McCarthy can't manage the attitude and that ego, this guy, I, I just don't see it happening. So, uh, can you check your ego, Aaron Rodgers, and lead this team the way that it needs to be led and go out and, and win? And I don't know if he has all the pieces to the puzzle right now. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to win this Thursday, B? Are they going to win this Thursday? This is what we want to hear. Are they going to win this Thursday? I, So you're going with the Packers? I'm going with the Packers all day. Okay, that's what we want to hear. We want to hear who you going to go with. <laughs> right, so we gonna you know, we, can, we love that you love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> who you going to go with? And they gave you that first check. Exactly, we get it. We gave you that first I'm, check. I'm, I'm, we, a we, I'm, I'm a Packer guy. I'm a Packer guy. I'm a Packer fan. That's what I'm letting you know. <laughs> Y'all got a lot of proof this year, but Ray, what's, who you got? Who you got? Who you going with? I go with the Packers, man. I, I'm not a, a, I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky is yet. Um, I think defensively, Chicago is definitely going to be tough again, but losing uh, Fangio is going to be a, a big miss. Um, bringing in uh, Pagano um, as a coordinator from Baltimore and the Colts. Um, I think they take a step back. Um, so I think Rodgers, you know, he, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And I think if he can stay healthy, um, and I think the line can protect him, I think he'll have a big year. Um, I think him, Adams, I think they're going to have Williams, you know, rolling. Um, I mean, Aaron Jones rolling from a running back situation. And, you know, can Aaron Rodgers get something out of Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Like, they, they have been missing a tight end for a very long time, really since Jermichael Finley. Like, you know, all the tight ends they signed, Jerry Cook, they had him, he didn't do nothing. Jimmy Graham, we're going to see what they're going to do. But I think they're going to win Thursday night. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show people, you know, why he's one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the league. And um, I think Green Bay definitely going to be Chicago. What you got, JD? Man, listen. The one thing I don't, I don't understand. What I understand is the, the NFL always made an emphasis that the champion play on Thursday, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, New England's not playing on Thursday. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. That's number one first, right? Number two, I think the Bears, the Bears, 
is going to win that game. Where are they playing in Chicago? And then the first in Chicago. Yeah. They play in Chicago. Then they play in Chicago. Oh, then the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Yeah. They won that game last year. If he talked about was in New England, I mean, I mean, excuse me, in the Green Bay. But the Bears are gonna win that thing. Their defense is too incredible. I like Aaron Rodgers, but you have a brand new quarterback, new system. The Bears already got a beat on their players and the type of talent they're gonna have around. I think it's gonna be the Bears, and I think it's gonna be a close one, three to four point victory for the Bears. Uh, Trubisky is, is definitely always an X factor. He's going to have to be an X factor because he has to play well, but he doesn't have to play great because of the Bears' old on D line. So I got the Bears, and since I ain't here next week, I got the Falcons against the Vikings on Sunday. Okay, so I'll be in Atlanta cheering, cheering, watching that game. So, Go ahead, fellas. so Donald, who you got? I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Packers because I don't think Mr. Trubisky. Is not that good. See, I got four Packers. Four Packers. It's four Packers and one Bears. Yeah. I, I, I get my take on it, but I'm gonna get mine. Yeah. I, I think. I think. I think the Packers going. I think Aaron Rodgers gonna come to play. He got to prove himself. The coach got to prove himself. And at the end of the day, when the, when it's certain teams have to make the playoff in the NFL, so the NFL can be fun. And the Packers is one of them. They're one of the teams. And I think this year we're missing the playoffs two years in a row. That that that's not a good thing. That's not a good look for the NFL. Not a good look for the for the Green Bay Packers. So I think they come out and win this game. I think Mr. Trubisky turns the ball over. Packers win in the end. Okay, my take on it is: Can they protect Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that's going to be a key because they're going to be coming at his head. Mm-hmm. Them boys, that D line, Chicago got. But I, I think I'm gonna go with Green Bay too because I feel like I don't just don't see the Packers not making a playoff three, three years, years in a row. row. Exactly, it's just hard for me to see that. Mm-hmm. But We'll wait on the outcome. Come on Thursday. Hey, fellas, it's been a great podcast. Uh, D, you brought it today, man. Thank you for joining the podcast. Appreciate today. it, bro. You know, yeah. so we're, we're going to just go around and get everybody finally take on, you know, what they doing this weekend, you know, how they celebrating. So, so, so V, we going to, uh, anything you want to shout out? We're going to let V go last. Oh, okay, we're going to let V go last. So we going to. Well, for myself, I'm going to start with myself since I ain't really got that much to talk about today. So man, hurry up, man. I'm ready to show. Uh, it's been it a great... Happens, man. You I know, know, I know. You don't get to talk. I don't get to talk that much. But it's been a great weekend, you know. You know, y'all saw that post when I, my son, you know, looking like coasting. But he didn't, he didn't score. He, you know, he, got, he, he didn't score. Bad quarterback. Bad he quarterback. He got to stretch out from that joint, man. He, he didn't he score. Had he, had to, he had to stretch out. <laughs> Yeah, teach him to keep his feet, kid. Yeah, I got to, I told him, bro. But he had to scratch out. But the most important thing is catching the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I thought your son got better hands than you. I doubt he get it from his daddy. But. No, no. <laughs> hey, Please don't get hey, it from you, bro. Hey, but it's been a great show. I want to thank everybody. Another great podcast on my swinging on uh, the ring. Man, I want to, you know, like I said, big shout out to you guys, man. Welcome y'all back. V, thank you for uh, coming blessing us on the podcast. Um, I want to pray for all the families that, you know, in the, in the way of the whole hurricane with the rain. Uh, pray for all the families in Texas that was affected by the mass shooting. And, uh, you know, continue, guys. You know, our fans continue to just subscribe to all the social media platforms, all the podcast platforms. And, uh, you know, another one in the books, fellas. Great, man. I want to double that when it comes to the uh, Hurricane Duran and also all the families in Texas, man. Yeah, we definitely praying for you guys. V, man, we appreciate you joining the podcast. Just know this is not going to be the only time. This is going to be like a, a mm-hmm. consistent thing. So just prepare. Be ready because we're going to be bringing you in all the time, man. We appreciate your thoughts. Everything you brought to the table was great today. It's a great podcast, man. Yo, next week, like I told you all, I'm out. But, hey, 
I got I got I got I got definitely show love to Alabama State University for a close loss to uh, um, um, Alabama Birmingham UAB. We 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 actually was a forty three point underdog. We lost by five. Should have won the game. Quarterback threw interception in the last second. He was ridiculous throw. He tried to throw any way that makes sense. But it doesn't matter. He's a college kid. It doesn't matter. It was it wasn't the greatest play call either. But anyway, at the end of the day, man, listen. We should have won that game, but I'm just proud of those young men for fighting hard and playing well, man. And I'll be down there next week. Did to you see just y'all. give up the book? I, I will be down there next week to see y'all destroy Tuskegee. And we're getting ready to win that swag. Clear, bro. Oh, man. No, Glad to be back with the homies, you know, to collect two weeks off. So, V, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, hanging out with the boys. Uh, hey, I want to give a shout out to my man, Telly Son Zaire. For uh, getting being a starting cornerback up at Gannon up in Pennsylvania, so he's starting cornerback freshman. So I hope he get it in this year. Yeah, and your we'll, view is on you. Again, we need tickets. We don't know that side either, right? So we need tickets. <laughs> we'll, up we'll, in Pennsylvania, Gannon. though, we'll, way up in Pennsylvania, we'll like your town. If you give us tickets, we'll broadcast here. We broadcast our show live, <laughs> right there, <laughs> right in your, right in hey, your. Uh, right no in, doubt. Maybe not play by play, but <laughs> right in your parking lot where you tailgate, your tailgate parking lot. But we actually don't know where that's at, so we need we need guidance. Hey, yo, V. Matter of fact, when you yeah. go to Carolina, we'll come to Carolina do a game at at, 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 at Chapel Hill. We'll yeah. be right at the tailgate. Yeah, Let us know. Let us do it. Let's set it up, V. But V, let's get, hey, let's hey, get your hey, final hey, thoughts. Back to back, come through. Hey guys, first of all, I, mean, I just want to say kudos to you guys, man, and big ups, respect. I mean, young brothers out here doing your thing had a vision, concept, an idea, didn't just talk about it. You got to be in about it. Um, doing a great job. Good luck to you. Uh, I'm supporting you. Anytime I can come on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, oh, we I'm won't. My man, we go back. We <laughs> go back. But we can't pay you. Third, 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 we don't have the budget just yet. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got no money, so uh, we better be doing this pro bono. We need pro bono. We need pro bono. We need, don't send us no invoice talking about, hey, I was on the phone for an hour. It's all like, hey, we got nothing. That thing is going nothing but to the trash, player. But when you guys do, I definitely want to be one of the executive producers, and it's been an hour and 40 minutes, so. Oh, 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 oh absolutely. Hey, man, we'll try. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out the little business on the other side. So we got you. <laughs> no, nah, but, but certainly enjoyed it, man. And like I said, good luck to you guys. And I hope you guys continue to get, you know, follower, continue to grow. And I uh, look forward to hearing from and, and, and what you guys got to say over the course of the season. Absolutely, absolutely brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Another, yeah. It's been a great episode. Also, I want to shout out women tennis. You get a double, double. No, I just, just shout out to all the African American tennis players, women right. just doing their thing. So, all right, great. Take us out. Yeah. I'm on now, it's over now. She got a thing for Chanel Vintage that drop before she can speak English. Do you love me and love seeking attention? I mean, which one is it? You keep calling me a twin, but twins ain't this different. Mentally, I'm already on next year. That's your 2020 clear vision. You say I'll let you finish. I ain't trying to hear it. I'm off a spiritual lifting, but I don't fly spirit. 
I'm off for finding happiness, down to die serious. All smiles, Kevin Durant trials, had to blow it on a court, I must have blew a milli. I'm walking on all charges, that's my new Achilles. I know they love to rock a check, but who gon' do it really, really? My depositions never surface. Ten and bomb on the logo on the jersey is getting purchased. Ten years in and y'all get to hear my most important.